to sport now with Stephen Hewson. Kia ora, Stephen. What a Kia ora, game. Charlotte. Yeah. What strange, a game, Hannah. Strange not having you sitting across from me. I've got to look across at Giles Bigford. <laughs> Lucky. Lucky. <laughs> Lucky I'm a Tamaki Makoto. But tell us about the football ferns, it, their historic win. Hannah Wilkinson absolutely smashing it out the park. Indeed. It's business as usual today for the football ferns, which coach Yuka Klimkova has been keen for the players to move on from the elation of last night's World Cup triumph. Klimkova says it's an emotional, it was an emotional Eden Park dressing room in the aftermath of the 1-0 upset over Norway. She wanted her players to celebrate the moment, but she says their systems will kick in again today as they look to their second group game against the Philippines in Wellington on Tuesday. Our processes keep continuing. We will review. We will say what we've done well. We will look for work-ons and we will refocus for the next one. Our goal is going game by game. So first game is checked and next one is in front of us. And the Philippines open their campaign against Switzerland and Dunedin tonight. Meanwhile, Australia coach Tony Gustafsson was happy his side managed to ground out a first-up win without star striker Sam Kerr. Kerr has been ruled out for at least the first couple of games with a calf injury. And Australia labelled to a one laboured to a 1-0 win over Ireland in Sydney last night. We knew it might be one of those games where we just need to find a way to win and I've been around in tournament football for long enough to know that sometimes it's, it's those those games where we just need to grind through and find a way to win, and, and that showed some maturity in, in this team. Today there are three games. The two other teams in New Zealand's group, the Philippines and Switzerland, meet in Dunedin, as we mentioned, and Spain play Costa Rica and Wellington. Nigeria play Canada and Melbourne. England opener Zach Crawley believes an unpredictable Manchester pitch could hold the key to victory in the fourth Ashes Test. Crawley scored an aggressive 189 as the host raced to 384 for four on day two, building a 67-run lead and opening the door to a series levelling win if forecast bad weather doesn't impact too heavily. He believes Australia will find life difficult on their second turn at battered Old Trafford. If we can get another 130, 140, that'd be really good. Maybe even just a, a, another 100. I see Rooty's wicket there. I mean, yeah. that was unplayable. And even Stokesy there had a couple pop up at him and um, can't keep low. So that might be the oldness of the ball, but hopefully it's the wicket and hopefully it keeps playing tricks. Meanwhile, after being asked to bat first, India finished the first day of the second test against the West Indies in Port of Spain at 288 for four. Tommy Fleetwood was inspired by the passionate support of the home crowd as he shot a five under par first round 66 to start his bid to become the first Englishman to win the British Open since Nick Faldo in 1992. Fleetwood shares the lead with South African amateur Cristo Lamprecht and Argentina's Emiliano Grillo. Fleetwood, who was born 50 kilometres from Royal Liverpool, was a big Everton fan. You, know, you can't ask for more from the fans and the support. They were so great to me today. From the first tee onwards throughout the rounds, the way they were down the last hole there, the reception I got. Such a you know special opportunity to play um, so close to home but have that support and playing open and glad I gave them some good golf to watch. Not a great day for either of the New Zealanders with Ryan Fox and Daniel Hillier both shooting seven over past 78s to be tied for 139th. The New Zealand cyclist Corbin Strong was part of the sprint finish on stage 18 of the Tour de France crossing the line in 13th place. Dane Kaspar Esgrin won the stage, while Jonas Vingegaard has a lead of seven and a half minutes with three stages remaining. 
And the former owner of the Washington Commanders NFL side has been fined $100 million following an investigation into allegations of misconduct and financial improprieties. The NFL launched the investigation after allegations made by a former cheerleader and marketing manager for the Commanders who said that the former owner Dan Snyder made sexual advances to her. Snyder's denied the claims, calling them outright lies, but the investigation accepted the claim and also found that the Commanders withheld $15 million in revenue and possibly more that should have been shared by other NFL teams. Charlotte, that sport. Koina na pūrongu hakinikina.